Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Are you ready? You're welcome. Government does everything for us, ladies and gentlemen. Everything imaginable under the sun, government does it for us. Um, and, and look, government can fix everything. Government has fixed everything. Government's incredible. And um, you just heard from the former first lady, Michelle Obama, uh, talking about how terrified she is about this upcoming election because for some reason you guys don't say thank you to the government enough. And we got to understand that the government does everything and you're sure just being too cynical when you have those questions. It is great to be with you. My name is Brett Witterbull and our telephone number 704-570-1110 on Twitter. If you follow me, I'll follow you back, but I won't follow you home. Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm happily married. Uh, uh, you can follow me at, uh, at Winterbull show. So, uh, I am remote today because I began my journey to head over to WBT. And uh, as a consequence, uh, I, the, the weather was so bad, I, could, I had to turn around and come back. It was it was one of those decisions you have to make where you say, OK, do I push forward and miss the shift or do I cut my losses, head back and and know that I have the ability to do a show. And so I, I, I did that. I consulted with government because government is everything to us. And government said, you should, Brett, you should just go back and uh, and, and do your thing uh, in, in a secure environment. So uh, it is good to be with you. Uh, we'll be taking your, your thoughts and calls, obviously, uh, throughout uh, the next three hours and uh, 53 minutes. Uh, and I'm looking forward to speaking with all of you. If you want to uh, check in, let us know how it's going by your place, where you are, where you're working. Um, a little freaky to see on the uh, on the weather report that at one point uh, that there there you were you know adjacent or nearby adjacent to the uh, to, to a tornado formation. But you know this is this is what happens when we get into the uh, spring months. And I figured, TJ, I ought to just do this because the way the weather is, um, I'm calling it I'm calling it spring. I know it's I know it's uh, January the 9th, technically January the 9th. But, you know, I'm the guy who's always on that cutting edge of calling it for spring. Uh, this is spring weather. Um, it's not particularly cold outside. It's very wet. I mean, the humidity is pretty high. The humidity is high. I, I saw a very nice member of my neighborhood uh, go walking by earlier today, had a tank top flip flops on. Um, and, and ironically enough, it was very strange. Uh, he, he had the, uh, puffy pants that, that you used to see MC hammer wear. I, I don't know what was going on. Maybe he was doing some painting in his home, but nevertheless, I'm calling it spring. Uh, it feels like spring. Uh, the, 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 the playoffs are underway and I, I, I say, we just, we just embrace it. Let's just embrace it. I know we'll have a couple of days where it'll be like, you know, 19 degrees overnight. Those are going to be anomalies. This, uh, I, I call this weather spring. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that uh, as, as well. Now, here's the thing that we found out in the last 30, 40 minutes. Uh, Lloyd Austin, the secretary of the Pentagon, the secretary of defense, um, was treated at, at uh, Walter Reed for uh, uh, prostate issues, uh, for prostate cancer. And uh, he is somebody who was, you know, missing for the better part of like a, a week or 10 days. Nobody had heard from him. Joe Biden had, I guess, called him and left a bunch of voicemails and nobody knew what was going on because Lloyd Austin's 
second in command, was on vacation in Puerto Rico. And again, last week I was goofing on Biden for for going to St. Croix. Now the Secretary of Defense, uh, number two, is partying in Puerto Rico. Uh, Does anybody... Does anybody go anywhere in the CONUS? Do you know what the CONUS is? Anybody know what the CONUS is? The CONUS is a very important thing. It's the continental United States. Like, there are beaches in Florida where you can go to the beaches in Florida and hang out on the beach. I wouldn't go today because this storm that came up north emanated uh, out of Florida. But but why do we have to go to St. Croix? Why are we going to Puerto Rico? Uh, Why are we doing this? Why not stay if you're a, a high... Uh, member, uh, an important person there in the government, which does everything for you, by the way. Michelle Obama said government does everything for you. It's almost like she she took away uh, a quote from a Brian Adams song. Everything I do, I do it for you. That's the government, the softer side of government. You know, not the not not the crazy, wacky Jack Smith murky garland night sticking you for being a catholic at a mass you know that's the, that's not the softer side of government the government does everything for you according to uh, michelle mybell and that's fine that's certainly a, a point of view i don't know that i want government doing everything for me especially if government means aoc is doing it for me smelly smelly awful um uh, senators who are well past their prime. Uh, I, I don't want them doing anything for me. Bernie Sanders, no thank you. Uh, you can't put enough patchouli on your stank uh, to make me want to be around you and spend time with you because you're doing stuff for me. I don't need anything done for me. I need nothing done for me. I'll, be, I'll take care of my family. I'll take care of my setup, my sitch uh, on my own. Um, but, you know, there are people, there are people who believe this. And so, um, we now know that Lloyd Austin is 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 sort of back in command. But how does a secretary of defense, which is like number six on the uh, ascendancy line, how, how does this guy just like disappear for a couple of uh, weeks? I, I don't get that at all. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, earlier today, Donald Trump uh, attended the appellate hearing. Uh, or the three-judge panel hearing about whether or not he is immune from prosecution uh, connected to things that occurred on January the 6th. We'll have commentary on that straight ahead, taking your phone calls. If you want to give us a weather report, if you want to give us a road report, if you want to give us a Panthers report, we'll take that as well. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Whittable Show. Hey, don't forget, coming up on January the 31st over at Wingate. University, we're going to be uh, hosting the North Carolina District 8 debate. All the uh, contenders are going to be showing up. Uh, me and a whole bunch of great people from WBT, all the air personalities, are going to be uh, joining up together to uh, ask questions. Uh, you'll be able to see the uh, candidates up close and personal. It's going to be a really great event. Uh, really, really excited about this. There will be more information uh, up at uh, WBT Radio. Uh, dot com and um, the tickets will be free, but uh, you're going to have to register, you know, sort of, so we know 
how many folks are coming, who's coming, and, you know, whether we can accommodate. You know, that's the big thing. Uh, tens of thousands of people without power. Over 76,000 people without power in the Charlotte area. That's due to the severe weather that we've got going on here. Neighborhoods in South Charlotte are seeing a good bulk of the outages. Um, over 76,000 Duke Energy customers are without power across the Charlotte area. That's according to their uh, outage map. And uh, we're seeing uh, roughly 33,000 power, th- 33,000 people uh, without power in the greater South Park area. That's according to Duke Energy as well. Estimated time of restoration is not known. So um, a very frustrated situation. 7,000 customers are without power in Matthews. 4,000 customers without power in North Charlotte. Uh, The estimated time of restoration is unknown. 3,000 outages are contained in uh, Claremont and Catawba County. According to Catawba County Communications, one person died around 1 p.m. along Evening Drive located south of Old Catawba Road. The uh, communications center also confirmed that the National Weather Service was in the area to um, to try to uh, ascertain what exactly was going on. So, again, you want to be patient. You want to be careful. And, you know, for people who were kind of complaining about, well, why did they they close the schools down today? Why the schools shouldn't be closed down? Um well, you wouldn't want your kids to be out getting off the buses in this weather. You wouldn't want to be stuck in a you know car line uh, picking up your kids. Uh, this is a much safer uh, alternative, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, one of the things that I think is hugely important is quality of life issues, and it's it's such a mealy mouth way to describe challenges that we face. But quality of life issues, they can absolutely destroy a community and uh, there's a piece up over by julia kaufman uh posted early this morning charlotte is closer to okay get ready for this tj charlotte is closer to recriminalizing public drinking defecation and more you know when you write that headline like that i mean i i I go okay public drinking defecation and more what is the more? What what is the more than pu- public caca? I mean, I I I don't want to find out. Like I I, I want it to stop right there at, at that end. Uh, or odd. Uh, public drinking and using the bathroom in public are now one step closer to being recriminalized in Charlotte. The behaviors are illegal, but since 2021, oh, that would be the height of the social justice movements. They're only punishable by a civil citation. City leaders are moving to make them and several other acts criminal again, but not all city council members are on board. Let me break it down for you here, okay? Um, Because there could be, well, there probably aren't kids in the car because it's like school is shut down, but okay. The Housing Safety and Community Committee voted three to two to recommend recriminalizing eight ordinances that addressed acts in public, including, here we go, public drinking, soliciting on a street or median, um, I don't want to use this word. I don't want to use this word on the radio. Okay, I'm just going to use a euphemism, okay? 
Getting your jollies off in public. How about that? Getting your jollies in public. Yeah, they don't want people doing that. Public urination and defecation. That, that, that getting the jollies, that's connected directly to the public urination and, and defecation. Uh, that's that's um, The vote comes after CMPD officers said it's been hard to crack down on illegal behavior without the threat of arrest. CMPD Chief David Robinson added that many times officers don't write the citations because they're not paid. That's poor writing. They're making it sound like they don't write the citations because the cops are not paid. No, it means the citations are not paid. Uh, in 2021, when everybody was immaculating with the social justice movement, that's what was going on then, a state law made all city and town ordinances non-criminal. However, municipalities could reinstate chargeable offenses if leaders voted to do so. Charlotte City Council recriminalized some things but left out others. Dimple Ashmira, this is a public health issue, she said at the Monday meeting. Ashmira detailed examples of how acts like public defecation being criminalized, decriminalized has led to unsafe and unsanitary conditions. Who could have seen that? Wow. Genius. To address the problem, city leaders are looking at more than just putting enforcement back on the table. They're looking for mental health support. Housing support and ensuring that we are able to connect people to services. Please stop. Stop. Why? What are you doing? Of course, uh, Councilwoman Tijuana Brown disagreed with giving CMPD the option to send people to jail for those behaviors. Well, she's wrong. A little something from uh, the morning show, the, the morning show uh, collection of records, 704-570-1110, News Talk 1110, 993-WBT. Not really. Not really. Is that third eye blind? That's third eye blind. That's third eye blind. Well done, TJ, on a rainy afternoon. You pulled that together very quickly. Um, it is good to be with you, 704-570-1110. Uh, tornado warnings in Stanley County until 4 p.m. as we're looking uh, at the map here. This this is, see, this is the scary part of these kinds of storms, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because this is where it's going to start transitioning eastward and that means it's going to be the dark of night and you could have these terrible tornadoes coming in as it moves out closer and closer to, you know, the Outer Banks and Raleigh and all that. I mean, this is uh, this is this is I hate late afternoon storms like this, uh, especially uh, this 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 time of year. So just be careful. Uh Listen to the authorities. All that sort of stuff is hugely important. We want you to uh, be safe because we want you to uh, be hanging out with us for a, a very, very long time. All right. Uh, there was a hearing held today, and the hearing was held about whether or not Donald Trump is immune from prosecution. It's a very complicated issue. So I just want to kind of set the table and then we're going to talk about it uh, into this next hour. And then we're going to have Hogan Gidley come by at 420 uh, to uh, to talk with us uh, as well. But essentially, the argument that was being made and this was being made in front of uh, three judges, um, the, the Trump campaign or the Trump team is is asserting that you can't put him in jail. You can't lock him up. You can't prosecute him for activities that he did on January 6th because he's protected as the president of the United States. Now, there is this narrative that's taking root 
That's going to be on your MSNBC, etc. And I will uh, I'll break this all down for you. But then the most cretinous thing about this entire hearing was what the journalists outside were caught saying on an open mic. I'll give you a hint. They're looking to JFK Donald Trump. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show, and we are continuing our Stormwatch duties. Happy to uh, bring in Bo Thompson Get his uh, his thoughts, his takes. You did a great report there with uh, Mark Garrison. I'd love to flesh some more of this out. Bo Thompson, uh, what's the state of the roadways as you're driving around? First of all, I have never in my life played a third-eye blind bumper in the morning show. <laughs> just for clarification. Yes. But I'm riding around Charlotte, and uh, I was just talking to Mark, as you heard, and uh, I've been going to a yeah, I've lived here for a long time, Brett, and I've actually used to live in a floodplain. Uh, I don't anymore, but I, I moved out of an area because it was so flood-prone about wow. uh, about 11 years ago. And so I, I have not only that spot, but I, I sort of have a, a built-in gauge of uh, where to go look if you want to know uh, how big a deal of a flood storm it is, at least at least in parts of the, of the area. And I was just talking to Mark, and I was mentioning McAlpine Creek Park Greenway, which is where um, I was a few minutes ago, and I think I inadvertently said that I was. Uh, it was off Randolph. This, of course, is off of Stardis Road. As you're headed, uh, you know, uh, either way, and there's an area right past McAlpine Creek on uh, on Stardis, right after you go over the bridge where the, the actual park is, uh, and the and the greenway where the road is is blocked off in both directions. Uh, so it's impassable. That's a pretty uh, sizable thoroughfare coming down that Stardis Road area. Uh, I had. Randolph in my head because the area where I used to live is right off of McMullen Creek. Uh, and if people know where McMullen Creek goes, uh, that, that bridge that goes over as you're, you're passing Randolph uh, in the Cotswold area, uh, that is as high as I've ever seen it. And um, there was one time when I lived back in that area where we actually had to be uh, rescued by the, the firemen, uh, oh fire gosh. department uh, in a boat because the water had gotten to a point where you couldn't access uh, the main road to get to the driveways. There are no houses there anymore where I used to live, and about six houses were because uh, it, you know the area is so prone to flooding. There are no houses there anymore, but I can tell you it's as high as it ever was uh, when I lived back there, and and when we had to have the rescue boats for the neighborhood people, neighborhood residents. Wow. Um, it's just just like that, or as high uh, as what happened about 15 years ago. So. You know, uh, when you have uh, pockets of rain like this, I mean, there are parts, there's some areas where people may notice usual flooding where it's not as high as it normally is. And and um, this particular spot where I sort of gauge what it's like in Cotswold and then over there uh, towards, uh, you know, Sardis and, and McAlpine Creek, uh, really severe flooding today. I mean, if you, if you go on the McAlpine Creek Greenway, uh, first of all, you can't get into the park because it's cordoned off, but if you go over that bridge, it's all underwater. I mean, where, where people run and walk their dogs is, is completely underwater right now. So this is, um, you know, the rain has let up a little bit, but this is still a very big deal as far as the flooding goes. 
Yeah, look, I, I was just looking at uh, at WBTV, and you know they're they're reporting one dead, two hurt after storms pass after storms passes Claremont, uh, Catawba County. So uh, it, it, water is no joke. Uh, it, it is it is incredibly powerful, uh, and it's it's a it's a really bad situation uh, all the way around. Um, in terms of uh, the power outages and things like that. Uh, Duke is obviously doing the best that they can uh, to get stuff out there. I saw a number like 76,000 uh, people who, who are without it uh, right now. Um, you know, this is just the sort of thing that we've we've got to keep maintaining uh, no matter what the weather system is like. And, and this has just been a real drencher today. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And I know Pam's been talking about this. Uh, if you don't need to go out, don't go out. But right. the people who are going out... Uh, the power outage issue uh, in the South Park area, especially, and as I was going out uh, Sardis Road, uh, you know, towards McAlpine Creek, a lot of those traffic lights are out. Um, in fact, uh, Randolph Road at Fairview, uh, is, the, the traffic lights are completely out. If you if you go down and follow Sardis for a ways, uh, a good number of traffic lights are out at some some uh, some decent sized intersections. So. You know, the general rule of thumb is treat every stop as a four-way stop, but not everybody mm-hmm. does that. And so if you're, if you're driving around today, it's good that we don't have the buses out there with CMS not having school right. and a lot of areas uh, canceling classes and a lot of businesses are telling people to stay home. But if you're out there, uh, be ready for traffic lights to be dead because there are some intersections where that's the case. And uh, while the rain's letting up a little bit, you know, people don't all – abide by that same four-way stop rule and 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 especially when um you're not you come up on it and you're not expecting it mm-hmm. those uh, traffic lights that are out can cause headaches and cause dangerous situations in addition uh the airport you know it's a mess 437 cancellations 53 delays right now um this the, you know this is this is just a mess all, all the way around and they're also not immune to power issues but you know on the cms issue because i was talking to some people earlier today earlier in the morning and they were saying, ah, oh, you know, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. It's not going to be that big. Look, they got it exactly right calling this last night. So you don't have a whole bunch of people uh, out on the roadways trying to get into car line and, and, and these buses as well, Bo. I just heard you talking earlier about, uh, you know, the politics of all of this and, and yep. lawmakers having to declare emergencies. And, and um, you know, when it comes to this, uh, nobody can – Weather is weather, like you said, and I do right. think they got it exactly right today. I mean, I grew up in CMS, and I've had two kids go all the way through CMS, and there's always debate about, you know, snow and what's it doing at your house versus my house. But this would have been a massive um, headache and dangerous situation with all the school buses and school bus stops. I mean, it's not even yep. just the roads, and I talked about the the, uh, the number of uh, traffic lights that I saw out, but, you know, kids that have to – Traverse once they get off the bus, you know, back to to home or back to meet up with parents. I mean, there are a lot of areas where I just talked about where uh, it's washed out. So, um, yeah, I I, I think the right call was made today. And those power lines, I mean, that's just an added danger. I mean, it's, you know, some of them can be hot uh, as well. Um, Great reporting from you driving around uh, doing yeoman's work to to look all this stuff up uh, and and keep an eye on this. Uh, Please consider this, you know, an open conversation. If if, if you see anything, spot anything, notice anything, certainly please uh, feel free to jump back in with us if you could. Uh, We'd appreciate it. 
Well, uh, I'll be in for Bass next hour, so uh, we can definitely do a follow-up on uh, on what's happened hour to hour. But I'm out here riding around, and uh, I'll let you know if I see anything else of note. Great great stuff. By, by the way, uh, Bo, here's a little uh, third-eye blind for you on the way out. How's it going to be when you're so I'm not there? You're the best, man. I appreciate it. News Talk right, at It was played on my show, not your show. Brandon Bo. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show, 704-570-1110. Happy to welcome back on the program uh, somebody who I, um, I'm always excited to uh, catch up with. And it's uh, it's it's Hogan Gidley, who is um, somebody who is incredibly talented, great political instincts and did did a great job uh, working with the uh, with the Trump uh, campaign and, of course, the Trump administration uh, as a, a traveling press secretary, et cetera. Good to have you back, Hogan. I hope you're not getting too wet today. And now nah, great to be with you. I appreciate it. You know, the swamp is always wet, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of, is kind of bad today. So we're in good shape. So let me ask you. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, first thing, uh, big hearing uh, today in front of the three judges there in D.C. Uh, the f- former President Trump and his team um, made the arguments uh, about uh, the direction this needs to go. Uh, as as he was uh, acting in the capacity of of the President of the United States, and there are certain. There are certain protections that exist for presidents when it comes to policy and uh, and things like that. So um, any any thoughts on the arguments that uh, that, that broke down uh, today uh, there in the uh, in the courthouse? Well, I saw some of the comments when they came out and, and Trump's attorneys made the point. They said, look, if this were Barack Obama doing drone strikes mm-hmm. and we're still having this conversation, they would most assuredly be able to get immunity because he was president of the United States at the time. Right. And with all the cloud of, of problems with that election, the shroud of so many laws that were changed unconstitutionally, mm-hmm. one could make the argument, you know, you're, you're not trying to overturn anything. You're trying to make sure the votes are actually legitimate, that the legal votes and the legal voters are protected. So I see the argument, but i got to be honest, these venues um, make me a little nervous. It's something Alan Dershowitz, a famed attorney, says all the time. You know, you're talking about Cobb County. You're talking about Washington, D.C. You're talking about New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chances of, of these judges kind of doing some things that, that they normally wouldn't do for any person on the left, any any Democrat president, um, you know, they're kind of high. So um, I'm a little bit concerned about it, but at the same time, it really is kind of what the American people are looking at and saying, this guy has weathered so many storms, not just beaten them, but succeeded in the face of the onslaught. This is just a, another in a long line of, of moves by the government and by three-letter agencies to weaponize against somebody just for having a different political viewpoint. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, yesterday, we had the current president, uh, Joe Biden, down at the AME Church, the Mother uh, Emanuel Church, uh, the site of that horrible massacre in in 2015. Um, he was interrupted by the Palestinian activists. That's that's one component here. But Jim Clyburn is really worried, Hogan. He's he's feeling like Joe Biden 
is not connecting uh, in the way he should be with the African-American voters out there. What's your prescription on this? What do you think is happening uh, that that is causing these folks to to peel away from Joe Biden after uh, three, uh, three years of, uh, of, of, of trillions in spending and uh, things like that? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, a lot of things, but some of the stuff that Joe Biden said in the past, did in the past, that really didn't make the rounds, where he's talking about he didn't want his son growing up in a racial jungle, where, you know, he, he, he was defending and spoke for a, a exalted cyclops of the KKK, uh, where he said, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Those types of foibles and problems and lies about starting the civil rights movement and marching with Dr. King and lying about being in jail with Nelson Mandela, all of these things that no one really cared about on the left or in the media at the time have now all been amplified and been shown in these African-American communities by social media and other means. And people are waking up to the fact that Joe Biden is not what we were told he was in that community. Second is, I think in large measure, as you know, uh, the black vote is thought of by the Democrats as somebody they don't really need to help because they're going to get them anyway. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans say, wait a minute, we're never going to get them. So why should we even talk to them? That was never Donald Trump's thinking. Mike Huckabee was the same way. I mean, you go into black communities, you pass policies and, and do things to try and help their communities. And it's kind of starting to break through a little bit. So you're seeing a mass migration from the black voter, from the Hispanic voter, over to Donald Trump, from younger voters, uh, over to the Republican Party, because so much of what the left has done for them and to them Mm -hmm. has really not given them the future or the opportunities to be successful in the future that they were told they would get. So it's really layered. But the fact is, Joe Biden's just a failure, and he's a failure across the board, across racial lines, across gender lines, Mm -hmm. across party lines, everything he has done from a policy standpoint has really gone to hurt the American people. And he's going to pay for it in the polls, I think. And that's kind of amplified by the black community. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to get your reaction to this. I'm I'm imagining uh, we're at a we're at a baseball game and they're calling in one of their closers that can really bring the heat. And who is that closer? It is Michelle Obama. She comes out to the mound. She's going to throw the heat. Get a load of this heat right here. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit, it affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, does it really even do anything? And I'm like, oh my God, does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. And sometimes I I worry that we do. Those are the things Mm. that keep me up. How about that, Hogan Gidley? Government's everything. Well, Yeah, government does everything for us. That's the mentality of the left. But also, I mean, she's so misguided on so many things. Notice, though, she didn't say, oh, I'm not worried at all because Joe Biden has done all of these wonderful things. Look at what he's done for for the black community. Look at what he's done to protect American democracy. Look at what he's done to bring down crime, close the border, 
insane border policy. Look at what he's done to tamp down foreign wars and prevent so many other leaders in this in this global uh, grouping to, to not laugh and make fun of America. Boy, he's really stabilized things after that crazy person, Donald Trump. She didn't say any of that. Yep. She just said, man, you know, the leader matters. Yeah, no joke. We know that because of all the failures of Joe Biden. The reason she's worried is because now they can't lie to so many different people in this country through the media and other ways about how bad the other side is because the other side and independents and the rest of American people and Democrats, for that matter, now feel the brunt of these bad policies. So why she's scared is the same reason that Jim Clyburn is scared, because Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is a failure. And it's obvious. That's why they're worried. And quite frankly, they should be. To to paraphrase an old uh, NFL coach, he is who we thought he was, right? That's right. Dennis Green, I think. They were who who we thought they were. That's exactly it, man. Great stuff. Hey, where do people uh, keep up with you uh, on Twitter, et cetera, and, uh, you know, keep, keep in touch? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. At J. Hogan Gidley for all my social media uh, uh, outlets, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, at J. Hogan Gidley, Getter, Truth Social. I'm, I'm always on there, always active, so take a look there. Great stuff. Exciting days ahead, and I appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Thanks so much. Anytime, buddy. Talk soon. God bless. Hey, you got it. That's Jay Hogan Gidley. I'm Brett Witterbull. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Brett Witterbull Show. Good to be with you as we uh, pay close attention to uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening out there. I saw Watauga County earlier today. I saw a... uh, they got the ice forming on the uh, on the lines. Uh, there's some flooding going on down in Rock Hill as we take a peek at our various uh, screens here. Uh, you've you've got a little bit of uh, of flooding uh, there in Rock Hill. I mean, look, you've had I think the number I saw was 3.13 inches of rain that fell in Uptown. So uh, that water's all got to go somewhere, and uh, with with all the rain that we've gotten from. Uh, you know, up up in Charlotte, and then all the way down uh, as you make your way down south. I mean, this is uh, this is an unbelievable uh, mess uh, on the roads. And one of the things, because I had this happen to me by experience about a year and a half ago. Okay, year and a half ago, driving a torrential rainstorm opens up. A torrential rainstorm opens up. And uh, I'm driving with my wife, and we get down off an off, uh, on an off ramp because it was blinding storms. Okay, off the off ramp, and as we pull down, uh, we end up in deep water, and uh, it just jacked up our car. I had a we had to replace the engine, the whole shooting match, and it was a miserable experience all the way around. So this idea of like, I'm just going to drive through the water. You don't know how deep it is. And you start pulling that water up in your engine. And then now now you've got a a multi-thousand dollar crisis uh, on your hands. So be patient, pay close attention, uh, be aware. And and again, you don't know what's going on in the water. So be, be, be careful if you try to, you know, you try to drive through, something especially moving water like that that that's uh, 
that's not a uh, that's not a bet that I would make personally. Um, you know, sorry, I, I I just I'm not once bitten twice shy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's essentially what we've got uh, happening. Looking up uh, nationally here, real quick, uh, some of the other stories uh, that are out there uh, moving. Biden was not informed of Secretary Austin's cancer diagnosis until weeks after. Uh, the same day as the public, uh, it's being described by the folks in the White House as, quote, not optimal. Uh, I would uh, say, yeah, that's not optimal at all. That's a real problem all the way around. Um, you've got uh, Senator uh, Roger uh, Marshall is bringing a no confidence resolution of Mayorkas to the Senate floor. The argument he's making is that Mayorkas was derelict in his duties at the border and apparently yesterday it was revealed by congresswoman uh, uh Kamek that uh in a meeting with members of congress alejandro mayorkas said something that was a pretty aggressive statement to make to people in the congress um and they basically to paraphrase what he said according to cat Kamek, was yeah, you want to get rid of me. Wait till you see what's next. Now, that's an ominous statement. Now, I don't know what that meant. I wasn't in the room, but saying you want to get rid of me. Wait till you see what's next. That's got me. That's got me concerned. But then I was listening to Pete Callender earlier today, and he was talking about the president of Mexico, uh, AMLO, uh, who's a straight gangster. I mean, he's just a straight gangster. And the way you know he's a straight gangster is he's reaching out to the Biden administration saying, yeah, you want your border fixed? You want you want you want us to stem the flow of migrants into the United States of America through Mexico? You better pay us 20 billion dollars, 20 billion dollars. Now, I don't know if that's a down payment. I don't know if that's a one time thing. I don't know if that's a every month thing. But this guy is um, is is really not afraid of our president. And that that is a a, a troublesome uh, situation all the way around. We still, by the way, don't have active control uh, over the border. It, it is a complete and total mess. And there's going to be some tough decisions that are going to have to be made. Um, in fact, some of the Republicans, the, 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 the hardcore Republicans in the House are starting to grouse about the job Mike Johnson is doing. And some folks are speculating that he may not be long for that job. So you got a uh, you you got a lot of different uh, storylines and angles uh, happening all around this. We'll continue our coverage. Bo Thompson's going to join us at the top of the next hour. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull show in the wake of all that has occurred. Uh, Axios is worried. They're warning that DEI cut could harm diversity. That's Axios's position. Axios is focusing a lot on DEI in the last couple of days. One DEI administrator recently declared DEI is DOA as companies realize that they're spending tons of money in a bad economy for programming that is more divisive or divisive than helpful and are making cuts to DEI departments and programming. But Axios just had uh, just had to issue a warning that fewer DEI programs means less workplace security. And so they write in their piece, laudable goals like achieving equity and diversity and making people feel included 
have become weaponized terms. The now corporate America is navigating the minefield. The year ahead will be pivotal for corporate diversity efforts. Attacks against DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion will likely intensify. But for many employers maintaining a diverse workforce where employees feel included is a key part of attracting and retaining workers. Okay, so here's a question for you. And it's a serious question. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have all the answers, but why would you want to work at a company that you didn't feel included and uh, didn't feel like you had a great opportunity there? Like, why would you want to, I would, nobody, right now, it is a worker's paradise because workers have all the power right now. They have all the power. The workers have all the power right now. They can decide, okay, I'm going to go to that company. I'm not going to go to this company. I would never want to work at a company that I would hate. You know, and, and, and the way you find out is you talk to people who know about the company. You're like, hey, are they cool? What's the story with this place? What's the story with that place? What's the boss like? What's the compensation like? Do we get to create great things for the company? You know, how do we do all this stuff? I mean, it's beyond even DEI. It's like, why would you want to work at a place where people are jerks? I mean, I think we would call it the jerk standard. Like, who wants to go work where their people are jerks? I don't think you want to go work where people are jerks. You know, racist, uh, phobic, uh, not not respecting your contributions. I mean, that's not a place you'd want to work. I mean, I, at least that's the way I view it. So Axios is is very freaked out about this. Um, Axios is is super is super uh, worried about this kind of stuff. Again, the thing to understand with the market is if you have talent, if you have talent and you have skills and you have a great work ethic, you can go as far as you want. Pick up any device you own, your cell phone, your laptop. Um, Just think about all these things that you own and then think about who was it that designed it? Do you know who designed it? Do you know where it was designed? Do you know who designed it? Do you know how this all worked out? No, 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 and no. You just know you want something that's a quality product. That should be the standard, generally speaking. 704-570-1110, looking at a shot of uh, South Park. Uh, Nasty uh, gray clouds moving very quickly uh, across our area, 704-570-1110. Can you give me, uh, uh, TJ, can you give me... Jim Harbaugh from last night, post-game, winning uh, over Washington. And they asked him the question that you would figure that they would ask, which was, hey, you just won a college national championship. Do you want to win a Super Bowl next? Here's what Jim Harbaugh said last night. I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, And I hope you give me that, you know. (laughs) Can a guy have that? Does Does it always have to be? You know, what's next? What's what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. Um, and, you know, just one last thing. I just, I got two great loves. 
my love at work, you know, the people I work with, uh, coaches and staff, players, and, have a, and, and the love I have for my family at home. And uh, just means a lot. So there you have it. He, he, he doesn't want to answer the question, you know, are you going to go someplace else? Are you going to go coach the Raiders? Are you going to go coach uh, the uh, Panthers? Uh, he, he, he says he just wants to, you know, have a tomorrow. I think parenthetically what he wants to say is he wants to say, I want to have a tomorrow where I don't get sanctioned for winning the title. Can we do that? Is that possible? Who knows? Um, but this is, you know, this is when the speculation is now going to start and uh, the, the carousel is going to open up and you'll see who, which people are moving where. Now, think about these people that are out there in the mix. And I'm saying regardless of what the sport is, regardless of what the business is, regardless of any of that sort of stuff. Would you want to go to work at a place that didn't respect you? Would you want to go to work at a place where people were treated poorly? Would you want to go to a place and work uh, where you're not going to be happy and feeling like you're contributing and doing great things? Well, if your answer is, if your answer is yes to all of those questions, like that you don't want to go to one of those places, then what does that say about DT, who's in charge of this football franchise? Could, could, could you see Harbaugh coming in and trying to right the ship? Is DT going to let him come in and right the ship? Or will it be perpetual stormy weather and stormy seas? Right, we're going to catch up here uh, momentarily. Bo Thompson is going to join us. We're going to get the uh, updates on the roadways, the weather, etc. Taking your phone calls as well. I know what happened. It's not Beth today. It's Bo today. Hello, Bo Thompson. Good to have you back. Hey, good to be back again. So let's uh, get an update from you on uh, what it is you're seeing. Uh, We're starting to see a lot of video uh, of uh, of flooding, uh, especially on Shamrock Drive and a number of other locations. Because uh, this water has got to go somewhere. I saw a number. It's like 3.13 inches uh, came down in, in Uptown. And this water's got to go somewhere. What's going on? Yeah, when I talked to you about an hour ago, I was out uh, on Sardis Road at McAlpine Creek, the greenway out there. And, uh, you know, uh, McAlpine Creek goes uh, a good ways. I mean, there's there's also the area out there uh, on Monroe Road. But I was, at, I was out on Sardis Road, and that was one of those areas Pam's been talking about where uh, a major thoroughfare was was impassable, and I uh, I'm back home now, so I I, uh, I don't know the the update on on where that one is, but I know that uh, that's an area where a lot of people go and uh, you know take the dog for a walk or go run back in there. And if you looked over the bridge there, uh, uh, as Sardis goes over the creek, I mean it was um, it's about as high as I've I've seen it in years. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, there are the, there are the, the spots around town where, where people, you know, go and, and engage how high the water is. And today was one of those days where most of those locations, uh, were, were, were pretty high. So That's a rough right. afternoon and a really odd situation to be dealing with in January. Yes. 
Yeah, with 61 degrees, right? 60, 61 degrees or 58 degrees. Um, and, and, and then what happens next is you have to clean this up because, you know, there's going to be debris in the roadways, especially as the, as the water has come up high. Uh, all that sort of stuff is going to be a huge challenge uh, uh, for people, and you're going to have to drive through that stuff. Um, and in addition, oh, by the way, if you go far enough west, you've got um, ice forming uh, out there as you get to Watauga County and you know, Blowing Rock and then out to towards Asheville. This is uh, this is a really crazy weather system, just the way it's combined. You've got snow and sleet and ice. And, and on top of that, you've got warm temperatures and a bunch of rain. It's it's really something I've never seen before. Well, and, and people uh, you know, may say, what about the usual kind of uh, weather threat we'd have this time of year uh, here in the Piedmont, uh, right. that, that winter weather? Uh, we were talking to Ray Stajic this morning from the Weather Channel, and I know uh, the Weather Channel meteorologists have been checking in throughout the day. But Ray said, uh, let's focus on today, but there are actually a couple of other systems, one towards the weekend and one next week, and especially that one next week to keep an eye on that, that the maybe uh, comes back around as a, as a, as a winter system at least a winter-type weather bringing to, to us here in the metro-type thing. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of weather is not, uh, not out of the question uh, this season. It's just we had this unicorn day today, which is really odd. And you also mentioned, and unfortunately I know something about cleaning up after a flood. I was ta- talking to you last hour about my, my own personal issues where I, where I once lived in a floodplain. Flood cleanup is oh. uh, bitter. <laughs> you talk about the worst kind of yard work to do. Uh, oh, that's gosh. the worst because, you know, you, you get the floods come up and then they, they leave all kinds of debris kind of caked on everything. And, yep. uh, it's a pain. And I, I, uh, I feel for people around the area that are going to have to pick up those pieces, uh, you know, uh, this evening. And then, uh, tomorrow, of course, once it, once it, uh, you know, dries up, it's, it's, it's never, a, I mean, it's a perilous situation when, when cars are on the road. And, and, right. and people are trying to, to get out of harm's way with, with rising water. But then when it recedes, um, you know, it's, it's, it's no fun. Talk a little bit about um, uh, how effective Duke Energy has been. I mean, they've been keeping people up to date, up to speed. Uh, 76,000 without power, plus or minus. Um, you know, they're, they're, doing, they're doing yeoman's work out there because they've, they've got to get this stuff all back online because it's going to be cold tonight and uh, people are going to want their heat and their, their energy in their house. Yeah, and I was telling you last hour about the number of, uh, of traffic lights that I encountered when I was uh, out and about that were out. And so that's been an issue. I know Jensen was saying that a lot of retailers in the South Park area have had to uh, – some of them had to close early because of power outage issues. And, you know, it, it, I, I drove back into my neighborhood uh, about 45 minutes ago and saw, I think, I want to say six or seven power trucks. Mm-hmm. My house has power, but there are parts of my neighborhood I know that don't because, um, you know, I can walk outside and hear generators that I know some people have in my neighborhood. Um, and so that's kind of where we are. You know, when you have a system today that's, uh, uh, you know, it's moving across the area, and everybody eventually gets the brunt of it, but it's not all at the same time. You have pockets where uh, you have outages, and you have pockets where people have power. And uh, you're right. I mean, the trucks are out there. I can tell you, uh, I-, I saw them all over the place, and, and, and they're doing the best they can to get those, those traffic uh, situations where, you know, it's affecting 
public traffic flow, and then then you know you take care of the big spots, and then get into the smaller neighborhoods. So there's there are going to be some people tonight, no doubt, uh, in, in uh, some of the uh, less traveled areas and roads that probably aren't going to have their power back. Uh, so hopefully that that uh, doesn't take too long to ramp up. Um, but it's well, I'll tell you what, you never know. In the, you never know uh, at this spot in the southeast what you're going to get weather-wise. You always have to be prepared. And, and look, and we're relatively speaking, we're lucky this came in during the daytime. Uh, this is moving out east, and uh, th- th- these storms are going to be very powerful in the overnight hours. And, you know, you're going to be it's going to be the dark of night out there uh, as you get up to Raleigh and then out, out to the out to the coast. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, we're talking to Beth's dad down at uh, he lives at North Myrtle Beach. Obviously, we're talking to him this morning about. Um, some of the, the issues they're bracing for with, uh, uh, and not that we're out of the woods yet with, uh, uh, you know, possible, mm-hmm. you know, winds and, 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 and maybe even a tornado here and there, but uh, the eastern part of the state we knew all along was going to get the, the, the bigger uh, hit from this, and um, there's still a good part of the state that's dealing with what we saw earlier. So it's, it's going to be a while before uh, everybody in North and South Carolina are, are done with the threat, but it's... Um, you know, if you have uh, family members that are in the eastern part of the state or down at the coast, uh, you can at least tell them what you saw earlier today because it was uh, unusual January weather. Sure was. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we know you'll be having uh, all the updates that, that are going to be necessary tomorrow morning uh, as, as you get on as you get on the air. Uh, we're inside of a week to. Uh, to the uh, to the uh, caucuses in Iowa, and uh, that weather looks like it's going to be sub zero potentially. So uh, who knows what that impact is going to be uh, for, for them out there when they uh, go to caucus at eight o'clock at night and it's uh, it's freezing outside. Yeah, I mean the last last I saw, it's hovering right around uh, you know zero. <laughs> so uh, and that that's without the windshield chill. So uh, you know, on one hand, you know how. This may this may prove how dedicated Iowa voters are, uh, and it also may deter some people. It just uh, you got to see how it plays out. Got to see it. All right, what do you got uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on the big show with uh, with Beth and uh, the team? Well, I heard you mention earlier today talking about uh, decisions that that lawmakers and and, and public officials have to make, elected officials, when you have storms like this. One guy who has dealt with this many many times is uh, Governor McCrory. He'll be with us in the 9 o'clock hour tomorrow on Wednesday. And we have the CMS School Board Chair, uh, Stephanie Sneed, scheduled to join us at 8.05. And a lot to talk about with the weather today. Uh, she's also uh, going to be in the contingent with uh, Vice President Harris on Thursday, so she knows how that's all going to work. And uh, So uh, a busy week continues, and we'll uh, get it started with you. Beth and I will at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Busy stuff. Looking forward to it, my friend. Appreciate you uh, being on and uh, jumping on twice for us. Uh, We really appreciate it, buddy. Sure thing, man. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Where is the wizard? I don't know where the wizard went. 704-570-1110. Good to be with you. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into some of the stuff that's uh, happening uh, out there. A lot of stuff that that is that is happening. By the way, uh, you're getting some gusty winds out there. Uh, I, I just heard that they got what what they get. They got 55 mile an hour gusts earlier today uh, in Charlotte. That's a that's a lot of wind. That's that's congressional grade wind. Okay, the kind of wind that these people spew. 
that that is that is what you have uh, go, going on here. Uh, no doubt about it. Okay. Once again, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, um, not talking about the storm here cause the storm is kind of, it's, it's moving on, but we will certainly continue to monitor any damage and challenges that are out there. But a resident was kicked out of the Charlotte city council after disrupting the public speakers. Did you know about this last night? No, you didn't. But this is what happened. Charlotte City Council has not and will not take a stance on the Israel-Palestine war. But for the third straight public forum, the focus stayed on foreign affairs, leading to one supporter of Palestine being escorted out by the cops. It happened on Monday during Charlotte City Council monthly public forum where the residents are allowed to address the council on any topic they wish. The first interruption happened after the speaker said, quote, repeating chants of ceasefire and from the river to the sea implies a destruction of the Jews living in Israel. The interruption and objection came from a supporter of Palestine in the crowd and Mayor Viles threatened to kick her out. If you're going to choose to continue to do this, I will have an officer escort you out of the building. If you want us to stop, then do something. The resident said it was a chaotic moment that became a recurring theme of the city council. Now, here's what I think is so interesting about this setup here, right? And this is probably a person who drove up from uh, Charleston where they were yelling and screaming at Biden. And and uh, they, they decided they were going to come in here. Now, here's my opinion. And this is just my opinion. And I get it. If you're mad and you don't want to see it, and all that sort of stuff. But here's the deal, as far as I'm concerned. Why why not just say we are not going to entertain discussions of international affairs? It has got to be rooted in the city of Charlotte. Why doesn't Vi Lyles just do that? And that way you have a you have an, a self-executing opportunity to send these goofy people out from the city council. Now, they can have whatever opinion they want. The reason why I say it's goofy, it's goofy because it's not the topic of city council. It would be like showing up to the NFL players meeting uh, or the NFL owners meetings and saying, I want to talk about hockey. We're going to talk about international Olympic hockey. Why does the NFL care about that? We have real challenges in the community here. That need to be addressed. I told you, you've got people doing caca in public. You got people showing off their goods in public. You've got all kinds of crime happening. You got all sorts of public urination and drunkenness and all this. Once you fix those issues, then you can go the international route. And by the way, the most important international route story, by the way, is how we handle illegal immigration coming into the United States. There are people being trafficked up and down 77. That's an international issue that impacts the people of Charlotte. But you know what? I guess we want to have whatever topic be there. So we're just going to distract ourselves and not look at the important stuff. And, and I think that's the issue. If you want to go and talk about the Palestinians and Israel, Go to the United Nations, go to the Congress, go to the Senate. Uh, no, nobody's running around, at least as far as I've seen, nobody's running around um, in, in, in Raleigh uh, pestering, pestering uh, Governor uh, Cooper or, or Mark, Mark Robinson. 
You know, you want to you want to talk about the international issues? Go become a congressional candidate and try to show up at one of the forums where you can, you know, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, whether it's relevant or not. But I just think it's uh, I think this is a problem. I think this is a problem. And I, and I think the point has been made that if you're going to take up time, I, I really do think Vililes and the city council have have got to come up with uh, a, a more relevant topic for the city council itself. And, and believe me, believe me, I, I, I'm not excited when people are like, you know, there's too many dogs walking in the park. How come I can't uh, ride my unicycle uh, on a cat's vehicle? Uh, how come I can't get a gas powered blah, blah, blah? You know, there's a lot of stuff that people are going to be raising. But I really think we ought to focus on this hemisphere and, and this area because there's a lot of stuff that has to be addressed. So there. I'm, I'm not sorry for saying it. I, I'm going to stand by it 100%. I, I know what I said, and I stand by what I said. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. That's how it works. Stick to the issues. They used to say that to Rush Limbaugh all the time when he would talk about football. Stick to the issues, Rush. And then he would say, it's my show. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Whittable Show, 704-570-1110. As we uh, continue to uh, monitor uh, the aftermath of these storms uh, that, that have come through uh, our area. And certainly uh, want to encourage you to be as, as, as careful as you can, especially as it starts to get darker. Um, you want to make sure that you're not driving through that that standing water, that uh, you don't know what's going on and, and all this uh, sort of stuff that that is happening. So really, you want to be uh, as careful as you possibly uh, can be uh, all the way all the way around and all the way home. You know, I mean, that's that's really what we are uh, looking at. The National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartanburg has extended the flash flood warning for Davie County, Iredell, Rowan County uh, until 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, there's concern about excessive runoff that's going to linger into the evening hours across the warned area and uh, remain very wary of flooding of low-lying areas um, when you're out there driving around. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's a hazard that you do not want to uh, get involved with in any way, shape, or form uh, all the way. Uh, it's just, it's a nightmare. Uh, there, there was something that happened earlier today that absolutely shocked me. No, I shouldn't be shocked, but I am shocked. So when they were doing the coverage of the Donald Trump uh, hearing at the uh, at, at the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C., with the three judges, uh, as as the, the, that process was underway, uh, something very weird happened. Uh, the process was underway. The hearing was gone. The arguments were happening, all that sort of stuff. And then at the end uh, of all of this, you had a couple of reporters. You had a couple of reporters who were gathered together and were talking. And they they were saying stuff that I think was absolutely shocking. They, they were saying, uh, okay, which vehicle is Donald Trump going to be in? Is the window going to be open? Uh, can we can we see? Are we going to be able to see him uh, when he when he comes to drive by? Can we get a look at him? Oh, it's it's too bad that we can't get like a JFK thing happening here, uh, where where somebody could could do something. 
these were reporters talking like this, and it was going out on an open feed uh, that that one of the media outlets was running. And it's absolutely despicable and disgraceful. Why would reporters talk like that about a former president and a potential future president joking around about assassination? Look, I I wish I could say I was surprised. You know, I I wish I I could say that 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 I was surprised in any way, shape or form. But I'm not. The New York Post has the story and it goes like this. Um, two media members were heard cracking jokes over a hot mic Tuesday about former President Trump being cut down by an assassin's bullet as they waited for him to appear at the federal courthouse in Washington. The unidentified male journalists had their news cameras stationed outside the uh, uh, pretty man U.S. courthouse when they started to grouse about the difficulties of getting a view of the 77-year-old Republican frontrunner. You know what the worst part is? Even if he has his window open and he's hanging out of it, he will be on the other side of the street, one person could be heard saying on the live feed for the Associated Press. I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. The second reporter said, hopefully, uh, to which he replied, yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. The conversation then swerved into gallows humor about the former president arriving in an open top car like the one JFK was riding in when he was assassinated in Dallas, November 22nd, 1963. Yeah, or if it's a convertible, the other guy said. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, replied the first guy. Yeah, like if he just pulls up, the second started to say before he interjected and said, like JFK. Maybe someone, you know, like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. It's so nice out. The media member uh, continued to laughter with his cohorts. Trump faced a D.C. appeals court uh, panel to hear his arguments uh, with his attorneys, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this this just goes to show you like the complete lack of standards or or respect that, that these reporters have. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, let's let's hear the audio in all of its glory there, TJ. You know, the worst part is, even if he has his room, he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of it. <laughs> I mean, if he's yeah. driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah. Or if it's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like, if he just pulls up like, like JFK. Yeah. It's like a JFK. A Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe someone, just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. (laughs) It's so nice out. Gee, I I wonder if somehow the name is going to leak of who the reporters are who were were, were saying that. If if me and somebody else was on uh, the mic at WBT and joked in that way about the killing of a president... Um, we, we wouldn't be long for the job. I can just tell you that right now. And, and look, I get it. They're joking. They're kidding. It's all just fun and games. It's all just hilarious. Everything is cool. Don't worry about it. I get it. Hey, it's just funny. It's okay. Everybody knows bad orange man's a, a Nazi. You know, all that sort of stuff. It's terrible. It's unbecoming. Somebody 
as a journalist, should not be talking about this. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Woodable Show. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Coach Matt Doherty and a special guest. It's going to be really good. I'm really excited. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I just I just saw something. Now, look, I understand the college football uh, season has just concluded in the last 24 hours, but they've already got the hotlines, 17th annual top 25 rankings for the upcoming college football season, TJ and Tommy, et cetera. All right, are you ready? Get Be ready to be blown away. You're, you're going to be blown away with the with the array of people on this list. So we'll take it we'll take it from 25 to number 1 cuz that's what people care about. And uh here we go. Coming in at 25th, Louisville. 24th, Wisconsin. 23rd, West Virginia. 22, Boise State. 21, University of Spoiled Children. I mean uh, Southern California, 21. Missouri at 20, Tennessee at 19. Washington drops to 18th. Oklahoma's at 17th. Kansas at 16th. 15th is Penn State. Arizona is 14th. LSU is 13th. Texas is 12th. Oklahoma State at 11. Mississippi. Quarterback Jackson Dart, who was really very good. Uh, in the play uh, in the uh, in the game against uh, Penn State, um, number ten for Mississippi, Michigan, number nine, they plummet to nine. How about that? Number eight, Clemson. Number seven, quack quack, the Ducks of Oregon. Number six, Notre Dame. Number five. Utah, number four, Alabama, number three, Florida State, number two, Ohio State, number one, Georgia. There you go. That's your early top 25. Sounds good to me. Uh, nothing has changed fundamentally with the Bulldogs, they say. They simply were on the wrong end of a few plays in one game, the SEC championship, and were boxed out of the playoff. As a result, more than enough talent remains in Athens for a third national championship in four years. Well, what happens if it's Georgia facing off with Ohio State? TJ, you might be a little torn about that, I think, a little bit, huh? Maybe uh, it's okay. I just look. I just it's great because we're already talking about this next coming season. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I, I would I would watch I would watch college football year round as long as they were playing it year round. No, Otherwise, I need to miss it though. Really, I need the off season. No, do you so really? that I can enjoy baseball. So you want the baseball? I need okay. the baseball, and then I get hype. You know, September comes around. It's time to care about. People hitting each other again, like August. Like you went to it about August. You, you, you well, you, I mean, that's when the mostly boring games. You know, when do you go to the Georgia do you go to like the South red and black? Uh, do you go to the, no, do you go I'm to those games like the red and black game no. and all that? Kind I don't of want stuff. to watch people practice. 
But it's but it's a game. I mean, no, you're, you're playing. It's not real. It's not real. Birds are real. Says you. Um, Okay, so coming up in this next hour, I'm going to have Scott McEwen come by. Scott McEwen uh, is is the author of of a bunch of incredible books and worked on movies that that you've seen as well. He he um, American Sniper uh, is one of his creations. Um, And we're going to talk to him because he's also a lawyer. And I want to talk to him about the arguments that were laid out today. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and see uh, how he kind of leans in, in terms of, of these results. Now, there is a little bit of good news out there, though, and I want to I I share this uh, by way of closing out. We will continue to monitor all the big storylines, by the way, as it relates to the storms that have come through here and that are now moving east. Um, you know, the, we, we, we still have uh, a weather that we're going to want to pay close attention to, especially in the overnight hours. Court deals blow to Biden dishwasher efficiency rule, but doesn't toss it. Federal court dealt a blow late Monday to a Biden administration rule that sought to make dishwashers and laundry machines more efficient, but did not go as far as throwing the rule out. The Fifth Circus Court of Appeals determined the Biden administration rule did not adequately consider appliance performance or other alternatives to its action. So let's hope that that's light coming through the tunnel and not a train, not, not, a, not a Biden train coming to get us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Hour number four underway. We'll be with you till 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, keeping track of all the stories that are out there moving right now. If you are uh, stationary, uh, we have a, uh, a town hall happening with uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. It's, uh, it's their uh, version of what you saw with Nikki Haley last night. And you will also see tomorrow night, 9 o'clock primetime, uh, the town hall with Donald Trump. So uh, I'm guessing that the, the questions that are going to come in here are going to be a, a mix of people who are watching this town hall and, of course, the questions that are coming from Martha McCallum and and uh, Brett Baer. So we will uh, we will monitor that, keep an eye on that, see how it all plays out, because we certainly want um, you know you to g- get a lot of information. The thing I've, I've said in the last couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll talk about the storms and everything else that's going on, but the thing I, I have said in the last couple of weeks is that Ron DeSantis, when he's on the stage by himself, is uh, fairly comfortable in his own skin. It's when he gets on the debate stage that he seems to get very tense. And I, I don't know what, what that is. I don't understand h- how it is that that works. But, uh, you know, he's got a, a, good, a good story to tell about the state of Florida. No doubt about that. Uh, Nikki Haley has got a, a, a tale that she is spinning uh, around the states as well. And uh, we wait and see how this is all 
now going to uh, play out o- over time. Now, we've been watching this storm that came through our area in a huge way, a big storm that came through earlier today. Uh, lights are out. You'll be getting updates uh, from from Pam Warner uh, in that regard. A lot of stuff. Uh, you've got you've got high water that's out there moving in, in various locations, and it's going to take a, a a good amount of time to to figure out what it is that's uh, going to happen. But I just got this alert uh, in the last uh, ten minutes or so. National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartanburg, has extended the flash flood warning for eastern Gaston County in the Piedmont of North Carolina. Mecklenburg County in the Piedmont of North Carolina and northeastern York County in the upstate of South Carolina. It's going to be in effect until 7 p.m. And that is because of high water, Uh, high water, life threatening, flash flooding and potential for uh, thunderstorms uh, to come into the area as well. So we are going to continue to monitor that. Keep an eye on uh, what's happening there. Coming up, though, uh, in just a couple of minutes. We're going to bring in Scott McEwen. Scott McEwen is the author of American Sniper. He's written a number of other great books as well. He's very connected in with the uh, intelligence community, uh, the, the folks that serve, uh, especially in the BUDS programs there in, 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 in uh, Southern California. But he's also a lawyer, and I want to get his thoughts on what he heard with these arguments coming from the uh, from the court in Washington, D.C., about Donald Trump's um, essentially his immunity from being prosecuted as a result of things he said, things he did, what have you. Now, the reason why I think this is interesting is because if you listened to the hearing and the hearing went for about an hour and a half or so, if you listened to it um, and you kind of digested what the arguments were, What they're arguing, what Trump's team is arguing essentially is, hey, um, you can't decide that you're going to arrest a former president of the United States for things he did while in office. There has to be a process there. And his lawyer was was somebody who made the argument, who pushed very hard and said, listen, um, you had a chance to. Remove him after January 6th when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer impeached Donald Trump. You had a chance to convict him. And then that would have removed any veil of protection. And he could have then been prosecuted after he got out of office. But you chose to not make that case that he was an insurrectionist, that he was trying to overthrow the government, that he was doing all those sorts of things. And since you didn't take that action, then there's a potentially dangerous precedent that's been settled here, or that has appeared here. And the argument they're using, and I think it's a very interesting argument, is Barack Obama, as part of the effort of the war on terror, Barack Obama killed American citizens in Yemen with drone strikes, Barack Obama could then be prosecuted under this model for killing Americans, for murdering Americans, whether or not they were terrorists. That was one of the arguments that was put up. There was a second argument that was put up. George W. Bush lied to get into the war in Iraq George W. Bush could be prosecuted for that. Bill Clinton 
sold pardons to March Gritch. Bill Clinton could be uh, charged with selling those pardons and could go to prison. So what they were trying to essentially say in the arguments was, um, you have got to be very careful for what this portends down the road. And if you don't like what a president is doing, it's your job to impeach and remove him. That's the argument that they were making. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show. Great to be with you. I am so happy to have my next guest uh, join us. It's been far too long since we last spoke. Um, he is uh, Scott McEwen. And uh, uh, to say he is uh, a great patriot is the understatement of the times. Uh, Scott McEwen joins us uh, on the line now. Uh, Scott, you're a lawyer, you're a writer, you're, you're a person who's directed great movies, all sorts of stuff like that. Let me ask you this question. Uh, Donald Trump goes to the courthouse in Washington today, the Prettyman uh, courthouse in front of the three judges, and his attorney, his appellate attorney, I, or I guess his, 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 yeah, I guess his appellate attorney, comes in there and says, listen, we do not believe that you can lock up Donald Trump. Uh, he was immune from the stuff that he's accused of doing in the course of being a president. And if you try to do this, then you're going to be opening up the book of Jeopardy for a lot of former presidents and future presidents to come. What's what's going on with this, Scott? Well, I mean, obviously the politics are going on. This Jack Smith guy is is completely out there, Brett. So, I mean, that, that, that aside, the reason why that body of law has developed and really is a part of the Constitution is because people, the framers knew that one of the ways you could attack a sitting president would be to have charges brought against them while they were in the presidency, which could otherwise paralyze their ability to do their office. Hence, what we saw with Donald Trump with all the charges and the impeachments, et cetera, that were not successful before. But they've taken it to another step now. Now they're saying that decisions you made as a president can be prosecuted, and which is exactly what they're doing here with uh, their alleged that, that he started an insurrection, or not, not even an insurrection, but uh, that he started to foment this, uh, this January 6th disturbance that took place in, in D.C., and that's really what this whole dispute is about, is whether you can prosecute a president for acts that they took while in office. And I will say this, as far as a prediction of where it's going, Brett, um, two of the three justices on this panel that has been chosen for the D.C. Court of Appeal were appointed by Biden. Yeah, see, that's, that is a troublesome uh, reality here. Um, but... But let me ask you this question. The founders left a vehicle to remove a president and to hold them uh, accountable, and that's impeachment. Now, if you can't get enough people to get to your side, that's not the president's fault. That's the fault of you not being able to convince enough enough members to, to run the president out of the office, right? Well, that's exactly it. And that was the argument that was made in, in, in the hearing today was that they tried to impeach him twice. For the, you know, for acts while he was in office, they tried to impeach him for different things, and they were unsuccessful in doing so. And therefore, that was the vehicle 
that the framers decided upon to take such a, a and, and I apologize, I've got an ambulance about ready to go by, but, uh, you know, for, for such a, 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 a drastic met move as to charge a president with a crime, et cetera, was that we had a vehicle for dealing with that for acts while in office, and that was called the impeachment proceedings in the, in the Senate and, 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 and in the House. So, you know, they, their, their, their argument that they could not then, um, you know, deal with this other than to, uh, to, to charge him criminally, is, is, this is a new thing. We've never seen this before in the past. So let me, let me ask you, and maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't. So if he is the president starting on, um, uh, starting on January 20 of 2017, and he is the president until January 20, uh, 2021, Right. And, and at right. noon, Joe Biden takes the oath of office, all that sort of stuff. Joe Biden is now the president. And at the end of this term, if Donald Trump gets reelected uh, or gets elected, Donald Trump would then serve. Are are they going to try to take the charges from a separate presidency back in 2021 and append that to the new presidency in 2025, meaning are each of the terms, because they're separated by somebody who was in there in between, are those regarded as two different presidencies held by the same man? As far as the Constitution is concerned, you're exactly correct. As far as, as this prosecution, yeah. this, this, it, uh, what I would say, the very, very partisan prosecution is concerned, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to cancel his ability to even take the office again as a result of his acts in the first presidency, which is unprecedented. And there's another thing, too, Brett. You know, our courts here are not just limited as far as plaintiffs or people that can bring acts. Right. They can prosecute for acts that took place, say, for example, outside this country. And this is another very troubling part of this is, say, for example, a President Biden decides he wants to bomb someone somewhere, and whether right, wrong, or indifferent, yeah. presidents have to make these decisions. The question is, do those people that were bombed now have the right to come back and, 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 and bring a lawsuit against them because maybe they were wrong and they bombed the wrong place and some, someplace else in the world? This is opening a can of worms that, once again, the Democrats never realize what they're trying to open, but once they so, do it, then they realize what the effect is. So in this model, what you're saying basically is, Joe Biden could say, you know what, I'm going to send Donald Trump to Iran to stand trial for the killing of Soleimani. And mm-hmm. and under this model, that could potentially happen. Exactly. Jeez. Exactly. That's exactly what we're dealing with here. And that's what the thing that's troubling. And you see what the what the court, the two, particularly the two justices. And when you hear questions asked by the justices, you kind of get an inkling of where they're going. And that's why I don't think it's going to be a positive decision for Donald Trump. Not that that's the right decision, but I'm just telling you right now, I don't foresee it. Given the questions that were asked by the justices, you can kind of foretell where they're going. And and a couple of the questions they asked is, well, for example, if they gave out uh, pardons while in the presidency Mm -hmm. for bribes, i.e. they were paid for them, not unlike the Clintons did, Mm -hmm. um, I I put that in quotes, um, Mm -hmm. or or I should say in friends, um, but uh, could that be prosecuted under your rule? How are we not going to be able to prosecute that? Well, it was never been prosecuted. They're exactly right. The answer to their question is, 
it has not been prosecuted because the immunity existed. But now they're trying to give excuses for why they need to be able to prosecute this, which is exactly where these justices are going. This will end up in the Supreme Court. This is going to be very interesting. A final question for you. Very generous with your time. Um, How are you feeling about these efforts to try to throw him off the ballot? Uh, Maine, Colorado, potentially maybe Illinois. Uh, What are we feeling about this? But we're we're now in a stage of United States history where warfare is being waged inside our country. And it might not be civil warfare, say, for example, like a civil war like we experienced in the 1860s, mm-hmm. but it's being done through lawyers. And I call it lawfare. And that's exactly what we see now with the Democratic Party. They're just doing whatever they can to try and determine who is on the ballot. Now, I don't care if it's Trump this time. I don't care who it is next time, whatever it is. But they're trying to determine who is on the ballot. And that's exactly what we're seeing with these different states' attorneys generals, whatever, you know, sua sponte decisions by an attorney general or I should say a, a secretary of state. You're off the ballot. Well, why? Well, because I determined that you've, you've been yeah. involved in an insurrection, whatever else. So it's, it's basically they're just trying to create litigation, lawfare, wherever they can to make people like Trump try and give up. He's not giving up, and I hope he doesn't give up. Not because of Trump per se being, while I do support the man, yeah. I will tell you this, I support the Constitution before the man. Of course. And if, they get, if they're successful in what they're doing right now with all these lawsuits, et cetera, our country's done. Yeah. Uh, Scott McEwen, it, great to catch up with you. I always appreciate your insights on these things. Uh, you're a great lawyer, a great writer, and um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you again as we move uh, down the road in this uh, in this cycle, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you, my friend, and uh, Happy New Year. Fasten your seatbelts. 2024 is going to be a momentous year. Keep your head down. Keep bringing the word. We're going to win. You got it, buddy. Hey, be safe out there. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate right. it, man. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's always about sex. It's always about sex and the sex and people having sex. That's what it really is. It's really always about that. Looks like the Georgia Rico case against Donald Trump may have just imploded. Coincidental to her zeal for prosecuting front-running presidential candidate Donald Trump, Fulton County, Georgia DA Fannie Willis hired herself a special prosecutor with benefits, according to a new court filing. This is the case in Georgia. The motion alleges that Willis hired private attorney Nathan Wade to act as her special prosecutor in her vast, convoluted RICO case against Trump and 18 others who dared pursue legal remedies for what they believed was a compromised 2020 election. She did this despite having more than one attorney within her own office who was perfectly capable of prosecuting the case. And she did it despite Wade being unqualified to handle the case, the biggest case in Fulton County history. He's never actually ever prosecuted a felony RICO case. 
So why would she hire him? Why would she hire somebody who is not qualified? Well, the alleged answer is that the married father of two. What? Wait, he's married? He's got kids? This is disgraceful. The alleged answer is that the married father of two was tapping the dirty DA? This is uh, PJ Media, Athena Thorne writing. And this opens up a whole can of big, fat, ethical, legal worms that are now squirming exuberantly atop Fannie Willis's prosecution house of cards. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution broke the story on Monday. District Attorney Fannie Willis improperly hired an alleged romantic partner to prosecute Donald Trump and financially benefited from their relationship, according to a court motion filed Monday, which argued that the criminal charges in the case were unconstitutional. The bombshell public filing alleged that the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, a, quote, private attorney, paid for lavish vacations he took with Willis using the Fulton County funds his law firm received. County records show that Wade, who has played a prominent role in the election interference case, has been paid nearly $654,000 in legal fees since January 2022. Oh, while we're at it, the district attorney, Fannie Willis, authorizes his compensation. I think she's got a RICO case coming her way. It's a honeypot situation. While the sexy bits alone are enough to disqualify both Willis and Wade from pursuing the case, the pair are alleged to have made plenty of other missteps in their power-mad pile on for the former president, for one thing, there was apparently improper coordination between the DA's office and Joe Biden's White House. The motion was filed on behalf of Michael Roman, former Trump campaign official who oversaw Election Day operations in 2020 by his lawyer, Ashley Merchant. Merchant is a well-respected Georgia attorney. She's not out of her league in over her head or outside her competence in representing opposition researcher and Georgia defendant Michael Roman, one of those named in the Fulton County, Georgia Rico case against Trump. In other words, this is not a release the Kraken moment among the salacious allegations and one for which Merchant clearly has the receipts. The special counsel hired by Willis met with the White House in Washington about the Trump Rico case. It provides some evidence that Willis did, in fact, coordinate with the Biden team to take out Trump. Ouch. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Brett Waterbull Show. Good to be with you. All right, so when we left off on the saga... Of down and dirty at eleven thirty, uh, we 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 left this with a a part of the story that is shocking because there is a reveal 
that the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, filed for reimbursement and documented a meeting with the White House counsel about the case. So he is coordinating. He's coordinating with, ladies and gentlemen, who? The White House. That's strike two. Three is the mutually self-serving financial benefit that both Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade received from the arrangement. A review of the amount of money that the special prosecutor. Is it a special prosecutor or is it a special prosecutor during the... uh, during the pendency of this prosecution, shed light on just how self-serving this arrangement has been, wrote Merchant in the complaint. That's the lawyer for the guy that got jacked up who didn't do anything wrong. The power pair are accused of enjoying trips to Florida and Napa Valley and indulging themselves on tropical cruises among other extravagances boy the people uh, the people of uh, Fulton County whoo they must be rolling in the bucks that's really something while the filings in the divorce case are sealed by court order undersigned counsel has learned that Willis and Wade have traveled personally together to such places as Napa Valley, California, Florida, the Caribbean, and Wade has purchased tickets for both of them to travel on both the Norwegian and Royal Caribbean cruise lines. Wade has also purchased, why would they need this, hotel rooms for personal trips? With funds from the same account used to receive payments under his contract with Willis? Is she sexually harassing him? I think she might be sexually harassing him. You can't do that. He's a married man with kids. Why are you sexually harassing this married man with kids? Clearly, that's what's going on. I can't imagine what could possibly be happening. In his complaint, Roman, that's the guy who got jacked up, seeks to disqualify Willis and Wade from further prosecuting the instant matter on the grounds that the district attorney and special prosecutor have been engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of this case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and in turn the district attorney profiting significantly from the prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. So this isn't just like, this isn't just like rolling dirty. This is this is kind of like embezzlement so you guys can go and do stuff. Ooh. You know what this reminds me of? Michael Nifong. Mike Nifong. Remember what happened to Mike Nifong with the with the lacrosse case? Duke lacrosse case. Remember what happened to Mike Nifong? Uh, Last I heard from him, he was asking, you want fries with that? Yeah. So they are double dealing. 
She is his boss. She is paying him $654,000 to go for roles in the hay. What is this all about? But go back to strike one, the illicit and compromising nature of the relationship. Willis signed Wade onto her Trump search and destroy team on November 1, 2021. On November 2, the fine, upstanding gentleman filed for divorce from his wife and two kids. Sources say their affair predated their business deal, and it continued through the years-long lawfare assault. The district attorney... And the special prosecutor, you know, the district attorney and the special prosecutor suffer from irreparable conflicts of interest and have violated their oaths of office under the Georgia rules of professional conduct and should be disqualified from prosecuting the matter. For her part, Willis has not denied the allegation, but instead dispatched a spokesperson to say she would address the situation through appropriate court filings like, hey, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid by funds that are public because of my boyfriend. What? What kind of a filing does that look like? What kind of a a filing does that look like? I don't understand this at all. This is very odd, ladies and gentlemen. One can only imagine the sort of giddy high Willis and Wade were riding as they flexed their provincial power over a man they commonly despised. They must have imagined themselves as a superman and superwoman flying above the rules and considerations that bind lower beings, entitled to the best life has to offer in payment for the historic heroic service that they were performing on each other. It's not hard to fathom that the situation got them hot and bothered, and that they turned to one another to experience the rush physically, sort of of the same ilk of the repugnant Lisa Page and Petey Struck, the sleazy pair who abused the trust of the public and their spouses as they went after President Trump with hammer and tongs. One hopes that Team Trump has learned enough over the past few years not to let Fannie and Nathan off the hook this easily. At any rate, 2024 is off to a spicy start. Has anybody looked into Trish James is the question at the end of this piece. Really well written by Athena Thorne. Looks like the Georgia Rico case against Trump just imploded is the title of the piece. This is so spot on. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's unbelievable how they're able to pull these games how they're able to do all this stupid stuff like this. You know, hey, yeah, you know, we're going to get him. Remember remember the, the, the stupid email that went back and forth between Strzok and Page? It was so, so pedantic. I want to believe you. She writes, I want to believe you with the scenario you laid out in Andy's office. I want to believe you, Pete. And, and, and Strzok writes back. We're going to get him. He won't win. Stop it. Stop it, Ally McBeal. Stop it with the bad television shows from the 90s. This is not 24. It is 2024, but this is not 24. The bomb is going to blow up, and only Nathan and Fanny can save the country. This is chicanerous behavior. The very stuff that people get jacked up over... 
with crooked district attorneys through American history is what these people are doing. And here's my prescription. If they can prove it, if that can be proven, Fannie Willis needs to have her law license taken back. And he needs to have his law license taken back. Just cancel the two of them. You know what you can do? You can go and open a firm with Ken Nifon. And just practice saying this. Do you want fries with that? Hi, I'm Fanny. You want fries with that? Hi, I'm Nathan. You want fries with that? Used to be a lawyer, but now I'm so much happier at the onion ring desk. Uh, It's so good. Hey, thanks to Tommy and TJ and each and every one of you. We'll do it again tomorrow starting at 3. I'm Brett Witterbull, News Talk 1110-993-WBT.